What's going on, gang? I am excited to have with us back again our girl, Dana Davis. Dana Dane is back on the couch, and she is going to update us on her progress, on her shakeup, some of the things that she's done differently, some of the setbacks, some of the gains that she's made over her journey. I am looking forward to hearing from her. I think you are going to enjoy this. Let's tune in. I'm on the couch today. We have a flashback from the past, a blast from the past, a girl from the past, one of our homies, Dana Davis. Welcome, Dana Davis, back to the couch. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me again. It's great to have you, Dana. So good to have you back. You had such an awesome story telling us about some of the situations that you were going through in your past relationship, which was not the healthiest at the time, right? So before we jump into that, tell us what's going on new. What's happening with you? What's, what, what do you want to share with us since the last time we saw you? Yeah, so the last one was on the decluttering pieces. And we was talking about how we decluttered things and people out of our life. So, right, right. so we decluttered that person. But um, so now <laughs> um, getting into my new, I had started a friend group um which consists of four people that I had started working with that that I used to work with sorry I apologize Mm -hmm. so I hang with them and um being an empty nester so just trying to find my way with that and had a little setback too um hold on let's not talk about the setback yet so you are empty nester okay so I can imagine that there was some um struggles with that because you know uh from what i know about you you and your girls right you got two girls um y'all really tight right so i can imagine having an empty nest could be challenging would you say yes because i was more focused on um because i was the provider Mm -hmm. who and I didn't mind providing for them so i was the provider i'm the one that did everything for them um they're the ones that, you know, that I did stuff for. So now that they're on their own, they it's kind of like they don't need me. Mm. But so you they, had to shake up some of the thought patterns. Yeah, so there. it's like they do, but they don't. It's like they're so independent because that's how I raised them. That's how they saw me mm. not asking for help. Some unhealthy behaviors too, like not asking yeah. for help. Yeah. So they do that with me, and so I kind of felt like. What do I do now for myself is focusing on me um, as me, as Dana, and as a person and not Dana as a mother. Wow, wow. So switching roles. Switching, switching roles, roles, yeah. And, you know, you'll see that a lot that was as tough. we um, age as women, right? Um, I see that a lot, shaking up the new mindset, shaking up, letting go of some past roles or reframing our roles. You know, so we're still a mom, but what does that look like? Now that our children are adults, what does that look like now that they they still need us, but in a different type of capacity? So that's not uncommon. You know, I think that's great that you're able to see that. So what was that process like for you? I heard a couple things. One of the things you said was it was an unhealthy pattern you had to shake up or shake off in terms of um, not asking for help. Right. Yeah. So how was that for you? What were some of the things that you had to do to start getting past that? 
Like, because we all need help, right? I had to communicate with them to let them know that I was there for them, that they can rely and depend on me. Um, Because I think I just was like, you know, figure it out. You know, I instilled that in them so much to be like, to not depend on anyone that they didn't even depend on me. Mm. And now it kind of hurt my feelings, but I'm like, well, you the one that did this fool. So (laughs) I'm just like, I don't want them to take advantage of me, but I just still want them to be like, to let them know that I'm here because I'm their sole provider. Yeah. Um, that will do anything for them. You know, I, I mean, it's only just me with the one income, but I'll strive and try to do what I can mm-hmm. to help them out. Okay, so you communicated to them and let them know like, hey, so you saw that they weren't asking for help when they needed it. Okay. And so you communicated like, hey, that's not okay. And I, um, did you ever talk to them about like, I know I, I probably modeled that to you and that's not okay. Yeah, to let them know, like I get that. I'm, I'm. It's probably my one daughter was like, "It's your fault," you know, "It's your fault." And I was like, "I know, I know, but not with me." <laughs> and so they was like, you know, they don't want. And also, the model of me just raising them on my own, they probably they saw that and yeah. didn't want to be that burden. Yeah. But I'm just like, I understand and I appreciate that. But you can ask for something. Gotcha from me from some type of help because i was just like what do i do i don't know what to do with myself so um i would i would would want them to come to me first before they would go to anyone else asking for help gotcha 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 so what were the ways that you started to ask for help because it sounds like you said that um they got that from you so then you had to learn how to start asking for help so like what were some of the things or the steps that you took to begin to be comfortable with being able to say hey i need help myself I, it wasn't until I got with um, their godmother mentor mm-hmm. that just was like, that's unhealthy. You know, I'm here for you. And I just never could ever really rely and depend on anyone, male or female. Maybe one, maybe their grandmother, I could depend on, rely on her. But I didn't want to do that. You know, you don't want to use just keep using. So you just be like, I do it myself. And then, you know, my parents was older and really couldn't help me. So I just feel like I didn't have a person that I could ask for help that I would be like, mm-hmm. I think they were at my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, yeah. it just, yeah. it just was trust issues with me. Or even if you did ask that they would throw it up back in your face. Yeah. It, it's just a lot. So you just figure that I'll just do it myself or I'll do without it or I'll figure it out myself. So you had to shake off the trust. You had to begin to learn to. Trust, trust and be a little bit more vulnerable instead of having that guard, guard shield. Up. Like, okay. so I'm good. Y'all hear that? She shook off the trust issue. Just shaking she, off. You got to shake off, that off. Right? Shook <laughs> off the guard. Let that guard down. That's not always easy because I always hear people say, like, I'm afraid to get hurt. But I tell folk all the time, in order to have a healthy relationship, you're going to have to take the risk of getting hurt. And to be honest, in relationships, we are going to hurt each other. It may not be intentional, Right. But that's part of a relationship and you come together, you figure it out, you work through it. And, um, you know, and there's levels of hurt, too, you know, and betrayal and things like that. Some things are not um, overcome. You may not be able to overcome. Some things are what we call indelible, meaning like, you know, this is something Mm -hmm. that we can't get past. But most things are not. You know, most hurts are things that we can work through. And if we come together, communicate 
and um, come up with ways to make sure we don't go back down that path again, right? So right. that's part of being in a relationship. We got to take the risk of possibly hurting one another. So that's great. I love that those things were uh, shaken off. All right. So you begin to ask for help. Now you talked a little bit about um, that that past relationship that wasn't healthy, that there was some toxicity there. How has it been since that time? Like what, what was it like for you? How did you manage? Um, what was the high? I had goals? to gear my... I had to get out the practice of, well, it was a little lonely. It did. It is lonely okay. because you used to just the one person talking to the same person over and over again. Yeah. Because that's I'm loyal and I'm faithful. Like I didn't, I didn't have one and two in the pocket. You know, I, I have a gang of dudes. Like I'm like I shouldn't have. You know what I mean? But I didn't. So I was I'm faithful. So I was faithful. And then when it ended, it was kind of like losing um a loved one you know how you go through the grieving process of that so i it was a little lonely i was sad um but i got over it because i started to celebrate it instead of crying so we'll celebrate me and my uh, mentor and a couple and then another um my other sisters will just go out and celebrate and we call it his name anniversary so (laughs) Y'all, y'all could oh, do I'm, that. I'm the mentor she's talking about. Y'all I'm the mentor she's talking about. Mentor slash uh, adopted big sister. <laughs> so yeah. that was I never really thought, you know, that well, let's celebrate. I'm like, well, and it it wasn't about that person. It was about me, like showing what I, my worth and that you know I deserve better than what I was possessing in my head to be (laughs) right yeah you know that's part of the grieving process a lot of people don't realize that when you break up from a relationship a significant relationship it's like a death it's similar to a death you're grieving the loss of that relationship um and so what we did was you know when we were talking about this one of the things i was trying to get you to see it was like you know it's it's okay to mourn and grieve that relationship and as time go on because it wasn't like we started celebrating right away it was a couple years into I think it was process. a year or two. Yeah. I think it was like two years after. Yeah. And then we figure it out. But it'll be five in August. Woo, 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 woo. Shaking out. Shaking for five. Yeah. <laughs> Shake that off. And stay yeah. away. And stayed I away. You shared with me that over the y'all, y'all were on and off again for ten years. Yeah, it was on and off. Back, right? Yes. But five years straight where there um, was no contact. No contact. There was one contact. Well, he tried to contact me um at my um class reunion tell us about that that was an interesting evening wasn't it <laughs> i had so much fun my class reunion. shout out to class of 1994 <laughs> um so i'm just was sitting minding my business and he just comes up behind me and starts pumping my chair i'm like <laughs> and turn back god around jesus. thank god for jesus thank god for jesus so i um I got I got a DM from him was like I'm sorry and he tried to blame it on one of my friends saying one of my friends had um dared him to come do that and I ne- I, I left him on red I ain't replying say not anything mm-hmm. I ain't say not one word How did that feel like because what, that's so great question, would you have done that before in the past 
No, I probably would have caved in thinking like, oh, he wants me. Mm-hmm. It's like, why? Because he pumped your butt, Dana. <laughs> <laughs> but at that point, it was at that point that was two two years in, and I was I, at that point I was just like, listen, I'm having fun. I was more into instead of being male centered since I was so male centered for so long that I was wanting to be more focused on my girls and like having fun mm-hmm. with whomever just like to have fun with friends and family mm-hmm. instead of being so centered right. yeah. yeah 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 so um what got you to that place i know that one of the things we talked about is sound like you were focusing a lot on your relationship with jesus christ the church um but didn't you take some other courses or you attended um, yeah therapy i um i went to therapy i also had um a coach taylor was my coach she coached me um, with some things, Which just Taylor, Taylor Bryant, Taylor Bryant. Okay. Yes. Taylor Bryant had a couple sessions with her. Um, so just like ongoing educating myself, to I attended an attachment okay. group with Taylor, 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 the, uh, mm-hmm. I call her the attachment whisperer. And did you learn anything in that group in terms of like, yeah, I learned with my attachment style. Yeah. I was like, wow, I didn't know this was a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I understand cause I will be the one that avoid or detach myself mm-hmm. from if, or go high mm-hmm. or shut down. Mm-hmm. And was there some anxious pieces too sometimes? Yeah, like and it, yeah. Like, I didn't recognize that's what it was. I mean, I don't think but then I was that's just why, like I was like therapy. I was thinking anxious was more like hyper type mm-hmm. thing. But my I my I think my anxious impulse is like shopping. Or you that, hear that, me? Uh, like that. or that like if if somebody if, if in the past if the man didn't reach out if he, you know, like if he did, oh, that call, part, you yeah, place, and then you didn't hear from him. I think you shared that, you yeah, did, you'll call, text, email, yeah, like, yeah, you know, setting that poor boundary, you just you know, call him, right? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, continuously, yeah, yeah, okay. So you had you put some things in place like therapy and things like that. And how was that for you? Did you have to shake off any mindsets about treatment, about seeking help again? Because that is about help. How was that for it's, you? It took me a while to even go to therapy but after i went i really liked it like it was really refreshing and it was like it opened my mind to other things to do like Mm -hmm. make a list of the things that i want like writing stuff down um you know like go you know do this on a date or do this with friends and it 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 just it was just an eye opener Mm -hmm. um because i was also stuck too there was a piece in there where i was stuck to after that gotcha um so oh yes 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 you did mention earlier so let's talk about that like so you had because i think sometimes people think that um with progress you're just continually progressing and that there aren't no setbacks and that's not always the case most of the time there will be setbacks with progress because a lot of times with relapse with recovery comes relapse and relapse not necessarily with drugs. When we talk about relapse in the therapeutic world, we can mean relapse in symptoms, relapse in behavior. Not it's not always about drug abuse and drug addiction. A lot of times when we use that word in the therapeutic world, it isn't about drug abuse and drug addiction as much as it's about just behaviors. So let's talk about that. Like you said, you had a minor setback. Now it wasn't with that toxic relationship, the initial toxic relationship, the ten year one, right? No. So in this part I was have it this was in the two years so i was having my fun and then i met someone else and this is this is 
I met someone else. We went to uh, a football game, which was nice and fun. And um, we was got to know each other or whatever. And then after a while... And and it clearly they had said it, it said to me like after you know you, I helped them and all that stuff was just like well you know I feel like you don't like I don't like you as much as you like me I'm just like well I'm just being the friend that I you know like what I was taught so I felt I think I prematurely put what I was taught on somebody that wasn't worth it yeah so yeah. like I was. I was like, I want to try. I was like, I want to try this out being this friend, this a person, this person, but he wasn't worth it. Yeah, he he wasn't worth my friendship. Wasn't on the same page with a different level. Looking at you know commitment, marriage, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He kind of told you up front, right? Like, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that happened in that point in your journey? Like, because you were really doing good, but it happens. You know, people, people. We, well, I we, think I was too vulnerable mm-hmm. and too I was too, too early, too soon. You know, mm-hmm. like I was, I get like that. Like I, if I, it, I just get too excited about stuff and I don't have that balance. Like I'm, that's what I'm trying to find too. Like I can't give you all of me. I, I could give you some and not be too mean. Mm-hmm. Cause either I'm too mean <laughs> or I got the block up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I need to find like, I'm going to give you some, but I ain't, I ain't giving you all like that mm-hmm. until I felt like I, they really had to show boom there. But then after that, even if they show, I still probably would be like trying to find mm-hmm. <laughs> the best. Cause what you're doing. So yeah. For you to start caring for folks right so I, and you know i was kind of and i was lonely too you know you see other people in relationships and with their friends and what they talking about because i just maybe i was just thinking like because the circle i'm in that's what they're focused on and that wasn't my focus and there was and it's nothing wrong with being focused on someone that you like or love but that wasn't my focus at the time, and it shouldn't have been. I just was felt like, well, I want to focus too. Like, I, that is my desire, but I think it was just too soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just I did it prematurely, mm-hmm. and, and it was terrible. To make a big difference. <laughs> I tell you that all the time. You know, you gotta, yeah. you gotta surround yourself with like-minded people. Mm-hmm. You know, we're taught that in the church, right? Yeah, but that, that's important to make sure we're surrounded by like-minded people, because otherwise, we will find ourselves being drawn to. Things that unhealthy, unhealthy things, things yes right, yeah. correct yeah yeah but it, but you came out of it so how did you get out of this one so um i came out of it because i, I figured i figured like it was it wasn't good it wasn't it wasn't going anywhere and it wasn't any good so and i got hurt out of it too yeah. i got a lot of hurt so that hurt and then me just recognizing my hurt and telling others about it sharing that too accountability yeah Getting you know some help. <laughs> i got what and so like i was like i gotta tell you something <laughs> like something that i would never do i always like hold or harbor it in yeah but i was able to be like look this is what i did this is what happened and i got good i got a good response and I got some sad. I got some sad, and I got some uh uh uh. You know what I mean? I got both, mm-hmm. and it that's that balance that I needed after I came out of that. I was like, oh, what was I thinking? But then after that, after I got out of that, I started school. Yeah, I was about to say. So yeah, you had so a setback. you had some really good I, stuff happening. So I after yeah. that shake that off, I had got into school. Back to school, right? Back to school, which I, I was trying to do for. Well, my parents passed in 2014. Okay. 
So that's where that stuck piece I was saying about from 2014 wait on. And then when school, it was just like, oh, it was like a breath of fresh air. I was so excited. It was one of the courses that <laughs> I failed a couple times. And I ain't going to tell you which one it was because you're going to be like, what? I passed that with A. But I just think at that time when I was in it, I don't know if it was, I blamed it on the teacher. but this time i aced it i got an a um and the the way how i got it was a scholarship through the school Mm -hmm. and it was and it was at the very last minute and i was like thank you jesus and i could only just take the one class because the other class i wanted to take was um full Mm-hmm. But I was okay with that because, you know, working full time and going to school, I was like, you old and you trying to go back to school. The one class was enough. And it was so much fun, though. Like, it wasn't stressful. Yeah. It was a very fun class. Yeah. It was very fun. And, and those types of things are fun when we don't have that extra baggage. Mm-hmm. Extra, you know, relationships that are going nowhere, you know, dead end. And I think you shared um, with me in the past um that that first relationship, the toxic one, the, the ten year on and off, was like not supportive of school, right? Didn't want you going to school. It wasn't anything. supportive of anything. Yeah. School, friendships, girlfriend like girlfriend relationships, any man that would talk to me, think like they wanted me, I'm like, You're crazy and that and, and to come to find out, they was just a mess. Yeah. It wasn't my stuff. Yeah. It was their stuff, and I didn't realize that until after, like, looking back and looking, I was like, oh, okay. And the whole, you know, I was a mess. The whole time, I just thought it was like, well, you know, maybe it was me. I did this. I could do this better. Like, and no. Let you know you can't change no one that does not want to change. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and anytime you have people in your life that don't want to see you be mobile, upwardly mobile in anything. Like, that's what you share. Like, yeah. nothing that you wanted to do, whether it was school or friendship or Yeah, anything. nothing. No push or support. Yeah. yeah. That's just not, that's not good, you know? That's not good. That's not healthy. That's when you know, like, that is just not for you. Even like, with us for each other, it was nothing. Like, I wanted to progress to go to another step in our lives, and it was just, it wasn't. I'm like, this is positive. You don't want to go take that next step. And that was just like, that yeah. was a negative thought set too. Right, right, right. So. I hear you. So what's next, day in the day? Like, you went to school. You. Uh, I want to go back to school. Okay. I want to try to continue. I just trying to figure out where I want to do. Okay. All right. I want to say nothing because I'm tired of working. But, right. but you but you've been at your job for a while. 23 years so you I have, have two more to retire, I, right? I could in two more years but yeah it's, it's not enough to sustain my li- the a lifestyle I mean I could if I change some things but I don't know I'll figure it out okay two y'all hear my dog in the background right he you know told him he just you know you know how it is with Dr. Dawn he's either my husband or Tola in the background trying to get a cameo appearance on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so you're thinking about going back to school you have the opportunity to retire and take on another career at the same time that sounds really great that really sounds great how do you feel about that are you excited I am excited I'm scared a little fear you know like what the outcome could be but I'm just like what else could happen Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I've been through enough. Like, what more 
I mean, I mean, whatever I the, the pain that I endured, yeah, was the choices that I did make. But I felt that pain and endured those that pain. Um, so I just feel like it, it's it's just a fear. Like, what if what could happen? What what would I be doing? I do want to try something new though, That's and venture awesome. out and come out of my box. And then, what about travel? I know that was something you were thinking about doing. Yeah, I, I definitely want to travel. That sounds fun and amazing. Like, I see um, all these different beautiful islands. I've already been to Bermuda and the Bahamas and Florida. So, I want to go to Jamaica and DR and Puerto Rico. Nice. Nice. Jamaica, all of those are beautiful. So, um... What what areas of shake off, shaking up, shaking up in the future are you looking at shaking off? Like, what are you looking at working on personally for yourself? Because we all have areas that we continue to grow and improve. So I want to shake off um, being more confident. I don't know if that's something to shake off. Well, not being confident. There you go. Okay, shake off not being <laughs> lack of confidence. Lack of confidence. Yeah, I want to shake. I'm gonna shake that off. A lack of confidence. Okay. Um, I might appear dressed that I am, but sometimes I'm, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not as confident mm-hmm. as I think I should be. Okay. I don't want to come up, uh, but see me, I will be cocky. Like, I don't want to be, I got to find that balance, <laughs> but I'll, I think that that's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to shake up. But balance up. is relative. And I don't know that there's a perfect balance for It's a anybody. perfect for, yeah. You just keep striving. You yeah, know? that's and what I'll do. something that you just be comfortable with. And, yeah. you know, one thing I, I heard uh, when you were saying, like, not knowing how to, who to be vulnerable with, prayer always helps with that. You know, prayer helps with that. You know, just talking to the Lord. Like, that's the one thing that some of us don't have. Some people that don't believe don't have that ability to go to God. You know, they don't believe, right? So just seek his face and ask God. He'll show you. Mm-hmm. You know, he'll show you. And that one book you referred me to, Brene Brown, about being vulnerable was very good as well. Yeah, Brene Brown. She said you don't, that's not, you don't share that with everybody. Because she wasn't with her husband and she had to, I'm like, that's your, she wasn't even vulnerable with her husband mm-hmm. until she had to get to that point to be with him, mm-hmm. with her yeah. husband. Folk uh, have to earn the right to hear your story. That's what she was saying. That's and, what she and said. It sounds like with that second relationship, yeah. you were kind and you were there for that person. I was too kind. So, but that yeah. doesn't mean that that person earned the right to, to hear your story. Yeah. You know, people have to earn that right. And, and everybody's, you know, everybody's uh, earning uh, potential is relative. So, like, whatever I might require for people to earn the right to hear my story is going to look different. For you, mm-hmm. you know, everybody's, you know, what what you may require to earn the right to hear somebody's story or to hear the, hear your story is going to look different per person. Yeah. So your list might be different than my list, you know, and your okay. list may change over the years. My list has changed over the years in terms of who has earned the right to hear my story. You know, it's mm-hmm. changed, you know, mm-hmm. so it's it's personal and it's relative and you'll, you, but it's something you work on and you grow to become confident in, you know, and then sometimes after somebody earns the right to hear your story, they might betray you. But you got to be okay with knowing that's not your stuff. Yeah. You know, if somebody takes advantage of you, like that gentleman that took advantage of well, that's not, that ain't the name. He ain't no gentleman. But that cat, <laughs> that, that dude that took advantage of you in the last round, right? If he, you know, that ain't your stuff. That's his stuff. You right, know, like you have right. You got to work on, you know, being careful in terms of, you know, what you do. But you, that ain't got nothing to do with you. Well, I'm, I'm also like a people pleaser too, which is not good. As far as like what they call people pleasing, it's it's not good. 
I, I want to shake that off too. So shaking off lack of confidence and um, people pleasing. Okay. So before we go, Dana Dane, what you want to tell the uh, listeners? Do you have any recommendations for anybody that is similar, going through similar things, such as what you're going through, shaking off the toxic relationships um, and whatnot? Anything you want to share? I will recommend um, therapy. If you can't go to therapy, find you a mentor, big sister, friend, someone that you can truly confide in. Um, just one person that you trust and can tell those things. Maybe one or two, because that's what I have. I have I have about two that I can trust my information with. Um, and also, just believe in yourself. Um and just trust God that he'll bring you through whatever you're going through. That's awesome. It's been a pleasure to watch you grow and heal and, and keep going and pushing through the setbacks. So sometimes setbacks can knock the wind out of your sails, but you kept on going. And your recovery rate for the second one was much quicker than the first one, right? Yeah. You just got back up on the horse and we was just laughing about it earlier. It was like, ah, I could care less. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. Right. So it was awesome to watch you grow. It's been a blessing to be a part of that process in your journey. Yeah, I thank you. I thank you for that, uh, contributing to that journey as well. Thank you very much. So as you can see, gang, Dana is an excellent example of the shake up, shake off mindset getting rid of some old behaviors old patterns and she was very transparent about even having to shake off the thought about support so excellent excellent job we want to give dana a shout out and kudos for the shake up pieces that she took on her mental health journey so guys again this is awesome just the dialogue that she gave us so we want to be mindful that it is a journey sometimes we do have those setbacks and we want to thank dana for sharing and being transparent about her story don't forget to like rate and review on all of your listening platforms follow us on facebook and instagram and don't forget we have a youtube channel dr dawn on the real until next time guys stay sane